This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, and and we have the perfect guest. One of my favorite designers is here with us today on the Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing show. And it's kind of the perfect way to kick off, I think, the month of November because one of the things that happens is all of a sudden, um, I know I do as the book shepherd, I know book designers get just bombarded with authors who think that they should have their book out um, this year this year and it can all be done and the reality is fat chance if we are starting from scratch so with us is nick zillinger nick is the brains uh behind nz graphics and it is a multiple a multiple uh award-winning book designer with over 30 years of experience in graphic design print media and publishing in general he and his clients have garnered more than 150 that's 150 national and international book awards his dedication to detail his commitment to deadlines his fervent belief that being a team player is essential for the success for you as an author and for your book in the publishing world uh, which have kept his clients coming back for, for a gazillion years. And I, I am thrilled to say I am one of his award-winning book authors. So with that, Nick, welcome back to the show. It's been a long time since you've been on. It has. Thank you for inviting me. It's good to be back. Yeah. And I should all say that Nick and NZ Graphics is one of the sponsors of Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. So I guess I always like to start it off, Nick. What's new? <laughs> what do you, what you do know, you see see new? <laughs> I see. Uh, well, I mean, it's exciting for me because I have it. Book design never grows old for me. I there's a challenge around every corner. It's for, I think the, the entire industry is very competitive. There are, I'm seeing. I am seeing more authors. Uh, finally getting to the point where they know they need to have professional help in producing their books. And the DIYs, though there are some out there, I see less of them. So a lot of them are making the commitment to hire professional book designers, whether it's for cover or interior or both, or for some marketing. So that's a good, I find that to be a good sign because uh, with over a million books published every year, probably if it's not more, uh, how are you going to stand out? And, uh, I think you just need you need a team, and you've done that for years. You, you mm-hmm. have a team, uh, and they do their uh, they do their part in in the plan of making a successful book. So uh, I see that as a good thing. I, I, I mean, it's good for me as a designer because I get work, but I also know that um, you know you, you just have to have a, you have to have a professional competitive product out there if you're going to compete with all those titles that come out every year. 
I think that you kind of did uh, the phrase you just used, the professional, you need a professional product to compete. And that is so true. Uh, I mean, the way that uh, graphics have upscaled, the covers have upscaled, there frankly is no excuse, in my opinion, for a book today to look like it was self-published. True, true. I don't, I think um, if you think otherwise, then you're living in an alternate universe because uh, you just have to look at all the titles that are either, I mean, my favorite thing to go is still to go to a brick and mortar bookstore mm-hmm. and thumb through everything. Now in, in the world of today, in the world of COVID, you know, you, you may not want to do that, but you can certainly go online and see all the books that are being published every day and you just look at them. And I think for most of us, we can tell when something has been uh, done unprofessionally or was done by either the author or, or the author's friend or something. I mean, those are, and that's not to say that the covers are simple. They're just not correct for their genre, uh, for the marketplace. I mean, and it's distilled down to its simplest form, a book cover, and a book is product packaging. You just, you're packaging it for the audience that you're presenting it to. So uh, all, all those other factors come into play when you're thinking of uh, book, pro- you know, book production in terms of who your, who your audience is, uh, who you are, what's your genre, uh, what are your goals as a book? You know, what do you want to do with your book? So, Well, you know, I think that one of the things you said is just go, on, go online and take a peek. So uh, I'll just add to that for all of you. Go online and put in this search best-selling books in whatever your genre is and start going through. And then I would go into... Uh, books published in 220, for example, in mystery, if that's mystery was your deal. So you can really see what's current because some of those best-selling books, you know, have long legs and they have been around for a lot of years and they keep coming back. I mean, if you're in a business, right business, for example, the seven habits of highly effective people, although it has had multiple covers i don't know how many nick over the years but there have been multiple variations they're always a little the same but there are variations Mm -hmm. that pop along but that book is what we would call long in the tooth uh it's been around for a long time but that's one of the things that if you are in that kind of a book uh if that's your genre you're competing with that title and and i think authors have a hard time dealing with that and they also have, Nick, what you said, your book cover is your product packaging. I, I, I don't think they yeah. think of it that way. But it is. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you're trying to get somebody's attention. So uh, you want to, and you want to get them in a, in a good way. So that's what the cover can do for you. If it's not doing that for you, uh, then you need to rethink that. Now, you know, in terms of uh, books that have, like you said, long legs, the material in that book is timeless, probably, and so all they're really doing is kind of just refining the cover a little bit, bringing more up to date, uh, and that's good. But for people who've had a book out for quite a while and sales have lagged or done nothing, they need to revisit the, the book and they need to visit the cover. Sometimes just a refresh on a cover uh, can do wonders for uh, sales and and. Like you say, grab people's attention to the to the, that's what a cover should should be able to do right away is just just grab someone's attention and then the rest of it is up to the contents of the of the book itself. So, mm-hmm. well, you know, I, Nick, I often think of of the cover 
the cover is the beacon. It's the siren. And it um, hopefully will lure, hook, lure and hook you, um, the buyer, maybe not you, but we'll say the buyer, in. And then the title on that cover, which is, to me, is as important as how the subtitle, if it does have a subtitle, is placed. Because that's the promise that you as the author are going to reveal between those two covers, your back and your front cover. Right. So I think that's where that's why you want a professional designer in play, because they understand that design and that layout. And it's usually not your brother who is a great graphic artist. It's book design. Nick, I would love to have you get into the difference between just graphic design and book design when it comes to that kind of thing, because people think they're all the same. You know, they're not. I mean, graphic design is, is a part of the tool work that that one has when they're designing covers or designing advertising pieces or whatever. But, and then the knowledge of the software we use today, whether it's uh, Adobe Photoshop or Illustrator or one of the other art programs or the layout programs, those are all tools that designers, graphic designers use uh, to do, you know, to whether whatever product you're doing, whether it's product packaging, which I've done before or signage for buses or uh, ad for, you know, annual reports even, uh, or corporate identity programs. So they're all, those elements come into play, uh, the knowledge of those software programs and the, and the skill one has to have to operate those, plus their artistic background. Uh, so you, you take all those tools and uh, experiences, and those all come into play in book design for me. I mean, I need to know when I'm, when somebody tells me I want this on a book cover, uh, I should know within a minute or two that okay, I need to I need to use Adobe Illustrator because it needs to be a, a certain style, or I need to get into Photoshop, and because I want soft shadows and I want to do a photo collage of something. So there, while there are overlapping techniques and overlapping approaches with graphic design and book design, book design is very specific because you're in the world of publishing, which is a established long has a long established history going back to the you know Gutenberg Bible mm -hmm. so you've got some things that you want to adhere to there's some rules that you can break along the way or massage a little bit differently but I you know I think book design is its own challenge because you're 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 tipping your hat you're being aware of the tradition of books so you want it to look like a book you want it to look read like a book and uh, compete with other books that are out there, yet you want to give it enough of a spin and a twist that it's individually your own, whether it's uh, the design on the inside and how, you, how the design on the outside flows to the design on the inside so it's one coherent design piece. Mm -hmm. and, and by design, I mean, I don't mean fancy. You know, design doesn't have to be fancy. It has to be clean and crisp and, and reflect the message that you as an author are doing, whether it's whether you're a business book or a cookbook or whether it's a sci-fi or, you know, something like that. So uh, regardless of the genre, you know, you need to design for that. So, Well, I, I think that's an important part. So we're going to take our first break, but I would love to have you come back mm -hmm. and kiss on the fact that it, it's for the who. You're designing for the buyer, not necessarily you. And I see a lot of authors get in trouble with this. All right, this is Author You. It's your guide to book publishing with me is 
multi-award winning uh, designer, book designer, cover designer, Nick Zellinger. We'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another? Author You shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out... You will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative, no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. Author U is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, Author U is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join AuthorU today at AuthorU.org. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, we're talking book covers right now, but that doesn't mean we won't get into interiors and swag and all those other things. Because your book cover, in my opinion, and Nick, I'd love to have your 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 push on this one. I, I view it as part of your branding and it could be colors that come into play. It could be uh, imagery that could come into play, but it's, it goes back to what Nick Zellinger said uh, as we open the show that, that book covers are product packaging. So anything to add to that, Nick, and then we'll jump into the other topic. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for sure branding is a huge element to that because whether you're doing one book or a series of books, You've got your name on there, and uh, the style, the, the presentation that you uh, exude from that book cover uh, can really have legs. You know, you can really go a long way with that. So I think color choices are are essential, are important. And you know, as we know from uh, colors, are and there's an infinite amount of colors and shades and tones. And sometimes for me as a designer, just coming up with a color, not that I've invented a color, but you know, just coming up with a, a formula for a color that pops that I really like is another way for me to get going on, on a creative stream. So I really, I think uh, branding is essential for authors uh, and their identity, uh, and especially if you're doing a series of books. 
Mm-hmm. Because well, not only that, not just for the book cover itself, but all the uh, collateral material that you have to market your book, whether it's a, a brochure, business card, press release, uh, posters, uh, there's there's a myriad of products that you can produce either digitally or in print that will have that brand, whether it's a typeface and a color, and an in, or an image, whatever. So. It does make a difference on that. You know, when I, I just think of so many of those. But let's let's come back to it. We, we exited, went to our first break, and I asked you about uh, how, what do you do to or the challenge maybe sometimes when the author is insisting on going down a certain path with a book cover design. Um, and maybe, I don't know, if you pick it up in your gut or it just doesn't feel right or it doesn't feel that um, it's cohesive with who mm-hmm. you, you've been told the target audience is. How do you handle that? Well, I have, actually I have several on, on my plate right now that are started out that way. I mean, people are very mm-hmm. often are very specific about their instructions. And I, like any designer, I take instructions really well. They're, they're important. Because it's a it's a collaborative effort, but uh, when uh, on a couple of these occasions, you know, the, their directions were, I'm thinking, well, you know, that's going to look pretty generic, or that's going to look really cliched, and that's going to or look clip arty, or that's not going to be, that's not going to get you the effect that you want. So mm-hmm. sometimes you just have to do it, do the design, show it to them, and then say, this is why this will not work. Uh, it looks like clip art, for instance, or You've got, uh, you know, how many books with butterflies and sunsets and ocean scenes do you want to have on the market? So there's, you have to kind of, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's a delicate line with some authors and <laughs> delicate line with some authors and some others don't. Some want to hear that. Sometimes they want to just say, okay, well, it was an idea I had and maybe that's wrong. So you just kind of want to steer them in another direction. Sometimes I, I'll do a cover that's just not right for them. But then I'll give. I'll always try to make sure I do an alternate cover or a cover and say lead them in another direction. Say, now this is what you ought to be thinking about, perhaps in terms of visuals on your cover or this type style. You know, we don't want to have all caps and italics because no one does that anymore, or you know, a variety of things that uh, you know, just will not work for a book cover. I think if I see another clip art butterfly. On a book cover, I I, I will uh, pull my hair out. I mean, I just I find it amazing. There's nothing really inspiring about that. And I, I, one of the most amazing places I went to uh, a zillion years ago, like at least 20 years ago, was the insect the insectatorium in Montreal, <laughs> if you can imagine. And I have never seen so many bugs. And insects, but also unbelievable, sensational butterflies, sensational colorings and all that. So I'm telling you, all those listeners, if you love butterflies, if you think that's part of your thing, get a really spectacular one. Don't go with the standard rubber stamp, whatever it is. That's my that's my little bias here on those things. Yeah, I certainly. Yeah, I've certainly probably done a handful of covers with butterflies on them through the years, and mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, and, or, you know, and I've, and I've certainly done my share of regrettable covers where I've looked back and go, "Why well, really wish I stood my ground on this?" And 
offered something a little bit better to the author. But sometimes that works to your favor because they'll, you know, they come around and they say, well, you know, the book has languished in sales for a long time. Maybe we need to rethink this. And I'm thinking that's a great idea. Authors need to, authors really need to know that once they have a book in their hands, that's not the end of it, aside from all the marketing and the work you have to do to sell it and get it noticed. But, you know, you look back at it and go, well, you know, can I make this better? And there's no reason why you can't today. You don't have to buy. We're, we're out of the print, you know, the era of you have to buy 10,000 books to get a price break. We don't need that. Most people do on-demand printing. So you can change books on the fly pretty quickly and correct either a mistake or just correct the direction that you, you thought you wanted to go in. So. I think I think that's a good thing. So, well, that is a good thing to be able to to correct it, as you said, on the fly. Nick, I have heard you say over the years, and I've known you, gosh, what, twenty five years, roughly, something like yeah, that. Probably, yeah, probably. Yeah. Let's see, mm-hmm. we're we're getting long <laughs> in the tooth, Nick. Um, <laughs> that you have often said when it comes to design, less is more. Would you play with that a little bit so we can bring our audience, our, our audio audience into a visual? Yeah, I think, you know, I mean, I strive for this myself and I still struggle with this because you want to you wanna sometimes put, in fact, I think that was one of the very first talks I gave to you and an audience way back. It was, a, it was an example of a, an author at a mystery book and they wanted seven eight different elements on the cover because they were all in the book. And I was young in the tooth then, so I thought, well, okay, I'll just do it, do what you want. But it was, a, you know, it turned out to be a, a you know, a stew of a, a messy stew where nothing stood out. And mm-hmm. I thought that was a lesson for me saying, you know, you need to prune away at this. And I'm actually, even now, after all these years of doing covers, I'm still looking at stuff thinking, what do I need to take out? Because, you know, you something like I don't know what the statistics are now, but at least seventy percent or seventy-five percent of books are sold online now. So people don't get to see, you know, unless they go to a bookstore and happen buy something they like. But if you're looking for a book on whatever subject, you know, you're going to go online, and those book covers are usually in the thumbnail size. So how do they stand out? You know, so keeping it simple is important, and there's a I, what I do notice is that nonfiction books have a little less problem with that, uh, I think, or business books. In fact, the trend toward business books these days is pretty is pretty much like that. It's strip it down, make it simpler, uh, have, you know, one accompanying image, if, if anything, but uh, have a, a font that's readable and a, and a good color that either, you know, um, reflects your brand or whatever. So I think it's when you get into um, fiction, all sorts of fiction, that's when the, the real challenge comes because authors think they really need to have a scene on the book that is identical to a scene in the book. And I think that's a, that does a disservice to the cover itself. And you don't really need to do that. Sometimes it's just you, it's a symbol or you're representing something or, you know, it's an idea or a hint or a tease. So, um, simple is better, and by, by that I mean it doesn't mean that you have to can't have an image of you know a house on a hill or something like that. But you have to make sure that you can read that title. That title is a uh, real huge uh, mm-hmm. important thing, especially today when you're looking online for covers. So, so 
Yeah, so having having a 10-word title is probably not going to do you a lot of good. Nope. And in fact, uh, that comes in probably, well, actually, in all genres, that's a challenge. In fact, mm-hmm. I love, you know, if you can get one or two words on a, on a title, that's awesome, you know, because then you can, you can, uh, you know, work on your subtitle, especially if it's nonfiction, you can work on your subtitle to get it, um, you know, strip that away and get, uh, get to the gist of that. But if you can certainly do a short title, if you're, you stand a better chance of, getting a better balance of elements on your cover, whether it's, you know, whether you've got a, an image of a, you know, if it's a health book or something, some sort of uh, one word thing, or, um, and then um, you've got one image. So, so nothing is over. You're not competing with it because your eye wants to, you know, I wants to go to the title first and it should go to your title first. Everything else is supportive of your title and your subtitle. Uh, and, you know, and even in fiction, um, I always think of fiction, I, fiction is like movie posters, you know, where you've got a really bold, bold title and that element or scene or depiction or color or whatever uh, is supporting that. So uh, it's a, I think it's, for me as a designer, it's great to do all genres because I really am forced to get out of uh, a, you know, a pigeonhole and maybe placing myself and, you know, and getting too complacent with, design and just doing cookie cutter design. So mm-hmm. it's I, hard to work at that. When you're, when you're in the design mode, cause I know you're designing every day, but do you find yourself, do you, do you want to look at what's current in the catalogs that's being offered by New York or do you try to stay more pristine so that you don't have an outside influence? I do both. I mean, I, I uh, if if I could talk to an author and they've got an idea for a book and they give me a synopsis, if I have a flash um, of something that I want to try, I jot that down as a you know note for me uh, to to go ahead and try that. But I I think going online and researching the genres is really important, not just for me as a designer, but as a, for an author too. I want to know what's out there. I want to know what's selling. Mm-hmm. I, I also go online and look at, uh, you know, Google divorce cover designs. Uh, and, uh, and there's a lot of them out there and I'm always hoping that I'll never find one of my designs on there. So, but, Oh, uh, Oh, 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 be, wait a minute. Shows. Wait a minute. Before you take, <laughs> we go to our next break, which is a minute away. I need, what did you say? The Google divorced what? No, Google worst cover design. Oh, the worst covers. <laughs> Yeah, I thought there. Which I, may, I lead, had, may lead to divorce. Who knows? <laughs> I, I, I hadn't heard of the Google divorce category, and I thought, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you got my attention really fast. Yes, you don't yeah. want to. This is the one prize you all do not want. The and I believe yeah. I actually believe I earned it. When I had a book that was published by New York, I apologized from the day it came out. They didn't care about my input. They didn't want my input. They didn't care what colors I liked. They didn't They didn't uh, care. And it was the most god-awful cover. And I could hardly wait till we get it changed. All right, we'll be right back. Nick Sellinger is with us. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. And I'm Judith Riles. This is your guide to book publishing, 
everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. You get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one -on -one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the Events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at TogiNet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcast cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com. That's S-C-O-T-T at T-O-G-I-N-E-T-R-A-D-I-O dot com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. One of the questions I get as the book shepherd and working with my clients um, once they have their books in hand is the, is the question that comes, how long am I going to have to market my book? The, the answer is, as long as you want book sales, right? So, Nick, with that said, what, what <laughs> question do you most frequently get asked by a, a new author who reaches out to you for cover design? Um, usually it's, uh, aside from how much do you charge, uh, it's, um, can I, you know, what do I, um, I'm trying to think of the best way that they put it. It's basically what, what, um, is there, are there any guarantees? And I get this a lot. Are there guarantees that what you're going to do is going to help sales of my book? And I usually say, well, I can't get, no, who can guarantee that? That's like, you know, it's in the music industry. I can't guarantee your market's going to be a hit. I mean, it's, there's some things that are just out there. But like to your point, you you're and and to, and also I you know the book that I published years some years back uh, it languished because I didn't do it. I didn't do the work. So you need to work on the on the marketing and the sales and and the uh, getting your book out there um, to your audience. 
So mm-hmm. authors usually ask about, you know, the possibility of success and, um, and, and what, and besides just some technical things that they'll ask about, sometimes they'll ask about what, well, what size should my book be? Uh, what kind of paper, you know, that kind of stuff. And uh, do I need a glossy or a matte cover or uh, do what, what can I do? And then usually um, they'll defer to what I suggest to that because, you know, there are some certain rules in the genres that you have right now about the size of your book, you know, the actual trim size of the book. So, uh, but yet, I mean, go back to your original question that I don't get a whole lot of one main question on that. I think it's just, there, uh, especially with the authors who don't know what they want at all. Sometimes that's a good thing and a bad thing because they just say, well, just do something and let me react uh, to it. Uh, you know, th- I'd rather have a... That's a kiss of death. Read at, yeah, yeah I'm, if I'm not changing drapes on the wall, you know, ad nauseum. I want to I wanna know what the book is about. I want actually want to know what they know what the book is about. You know, do you know that? Do they know their audience? Mm-hmm. Do they know the genre they're selling to? Because they're not selling it to everybody. And you made that point many, many times. You don't sell your book to everyone. Oh, oh it's killer! Uh, but you have an audience. Yeah, let, let's. You know, you you and I are working on a new book coming up, and we asked the author. It was like blah 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 blah, and they had a they had a very uh, their their company is turning things upside down actually in businesses and organizations that's what they do, and hmm. their business card looks like that, <laughs> not not with someone standing on the head, but it's like this maze of thing, and it hurt my eyes. It actually hurt my eyes. So Nick and I together went on their website. And kind of drilled down on it, and we ended up finding this kind of neat little graphic um, that Nick was then able to pull it out. Uh, he added an orange color behind it, and it really has a totally different pop. They're ecstatic. They never that that wasn't. It's just because I was frustrated, and I got roped Nick into it to try to figure out. Uh, if we get this doing, because I want it, my goal is to try to get a cover as soon as possible. So uh, mm-hmm. that, that that the author will view it as a carrot. They can print it out. They can hang it up. They can look at that. That's my book. Um, that that they can get it into their signature line. And even if it gets tweaked and changed, I don't care, Nick. Uh, I just like yeah. to get something going that becomes a, a kind of a, a lure because I'm trying to hook them in to being committed to the project to finish it. Because I, I, I guess the question that I wish authors would ask is, how how much work is it to create and get a book published? Because I think that they think that they they could just turn it over, and that's it. And then they'll see a published book. Where you and I work in an area is that we're kind of a partnership, and we're going to work this together. At least that's how I view it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it goes to to the point right now where we're in October, and you know, I still have um, authors asking me, "Well, can you turn this book around for so I can have some holiday sales?" Well, they've missed the boat by a long shot. Yeah, they, doesn't, yeah, especially they have. I mean, in any any normal year, they've missed their boat. But in the year of COVID, with print-on-demand co- companies being way behind schedule because of reduced workforces and whatever, it's it's an impossibility. 
you know, oh, yeah. it's, it's not going to happen. Everything is. Yeah. You might be lucky to have a few copies, like for family and friends. But if you're talking about going full blown out there, um, you need to wait till the new year. I mean, that's to all of you who yeah. are listening in. Don't don't plan book campaigns and book launches unless you're doing an ebook. <laughs> ebook, we can yeah. you can open it up because it's already laid out and all that. But if you're really talking about a physical book or getting something right now to print, it's really um, I, it, you're you're going to have challenges. I'll just say it that way. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, I think, and also, you know, the, um, I, I think just knowing, I mean, the author needs to, uh, you know, plan ahead on, on every project like this. Uh, but I think it's, you're right. I mean, it, it is a collaboration between a lot of, a lot of different people and different elements to get things done in a timely manner. But I think to your point, a cover, having a cover as your first visual is really important. And like it does many things. It'll, it'll spur you on to finish the project if you're still writing or editing it. It'll get you juiced up on social media and get people teased into it. It gives you, it gives a face, you know, that gives the product a face. So it's important to get that. And you're right, whether it changes a little bit, you tweak some words or something here and there is really beside the point. It's the, the fact that you have something there that you can start working with uh, because you're already you're already and should be in the mode of marketing by then anyway. You should already start thinking about your your email list and your uh, the people that you need to contact and um, all the other marketing things that you're going to be challenged to do. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of the challenges I, I see is that they uh, authors don't get and and you're part of this. And, you, know, you get it, but that that this team that's being built becomes part of your infrastructure. And then there's another infrastructure that you, the author, has to do, which involves all the building from the website and all these goodies, and the website master wants the book cover. I mean, there's things, all of this gets connected and interrelated. So, I mean, I'd love to say, can you can you take a few months off that we do all this and then you can go back to work? That would work for me. <laughs> You're right, because there's all these pieces. I mean, you, you've got to, you know, you've got to hire a designer, book designer, whether they're doing cover and interiors. I do both, and most most book designers do that. You've got to think of a web designer. You've got to think of uh, who you're going to, you know, get your your editing team, whether it's one or more editors, uh, depending on the needs of the book. Uh, what do you are you got your social media connections and you know platform? Do you have any of these things and it's a game plan and it's, it's a, you know, it's a little mini war room where you're just mapping out your strategy and your timeline. Some of that stuff will be fluid, but for the most part, if you, if you have an over overview of this, it, it can be, it can, it's doable. It can be done. It can be, it can be affordable too. I mean, it doesn't have to, the only way it gets to be uh, not is when you start making really silly mistakes, like trying to do something yourself trying to jump the gun and get ahead of yourself on this. So if you plan it, you can really do this successfully. And then, of course, you'll have a product in your hand, but then the real work starts with marketing. So, mm-hmm. and Yes, that, and that is the work. You know, 10% is writing people. 
90% is going to be marketing once you have that book in hand. Nick, you, mm -hmm. you mentioned you do the interiors too. So um, where, where the book cover is the pull-in and then the interior pages delivers the readability. So when you are designing it, how do, do you start thinking how I can incorporate the cover to the interior? Are they two separate animals and universes, alien to each other? What do you think about? Well, yeah, I mean, you certainly can see books that have uh, a totally different look from the outside to the inside. Uh, and, you know, I think for the money one spends and the challenges of being competitive in the, in the marketplace, you need to have, think of the entire book as one design piece. So I, I think of that a lot when I'm uh, working on a cover, I'm thinking, well, that element there, I can probably use part of that or a whole, all of that on the interior or that font style. Maybe I'll use that uh, or maybe the background image of, of the cover. Maybe I can use that as a background soft background ghosted image on a, a lead into a chapter page. So I want to, my, the goal is, and especially if you've got a book that's like in parts where you have part one and part two, whatever sections, you know, those could be lead in artistic pages, you know, with some graphic design on that. So I really like the idea of looking at a cover and being pleased with that cover. But then when you open the book, you find that that world that you've created on the outside is also in on the inside too mm -hmm. not over it's not beating you over the head but it's just enough to make it look like oh this you know this there was some plan to this uh and it's a great feeling uh nothing to me is worse than looking at a good or decent or cover and then opening it up and then looking like something just dumped in a, a microsoft word file which has happened in the past you know so oh, really I've seen them. Yes, I've that. seen them. And I and I love that too, that flow uh, that goes through. It makes me happy. And, 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 and we're going to come up to our final break here. But for everyone, you need to understand that the cover is the lure. It's the beacon. Most people spend, five, you know, anywhere from three to seven seconds in that. It, the marketing company on the back is where the real sales happen, but it's also incorporated and integrated. And then people open it up and look inside. They may read a few pages, but when Nick's talking about what I call eye candy, and when you can really start putting uh -huh. it together, it becomes really a piece of art. And that's what I love the best. All right, with me is Nick Zellinger. He is the brains behind NZ Graphics. Uh, and you can reach him at nickzellinger at gmail.com. And we'll be right back. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Are you confused about publishing options? Do you know which printing option is best for your book? Does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so 
or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, with us is Nick Zellinger, and we're really talking about overall cover and book design as you go along. And I know one of the things, Nick is talking about some of the research he does, but what, what should an author be doing um, as in research? I mean, is it is it necessary for figuring out what kind of cover you want, what the interior should look like? What kind of steps should they be looking at and taking, Nick? I think it's good. I think it's good as a starting point to have a discussion with your designer if you know uh, not necessarily what you want, but what you've looked at, so that you know what maybe what you don't want. Ah, I actually like that idea a lot. Go look for like looking at the worst book designs. That would be a good one, Nick. When it comes to uh, research, the type of research should authors do, the type of research you do, are they totally different um, in coming to you to work with you? What's on your plate there? What do you think about? Yeah, I mean, there's there's similar avenues of uh, questioning. I mean, I, I hope that they, authors, uh, if you're writing whatever your specific genre is, you're doing research and finding out what those best sellers in that category are so that you as an author know uh, what's out there because that's what you're competing against. And then also for me, I want to know uh, from the author's point um, what they like about those covers, what they don't like, what they don't want to see on their cover because that gives me a good idea of the direction I may, may or may not want to go to. But I think, um, I think that's, it's invaluable because I do it. I do it every job. I depending on no matter what uh, project I have, I will go online or to a bookstore, mostly online these days, but go online and see, uh, investigate the genre, see what's out there, what's selling. Uh, and like you said earlier, some of those books have, have been around for a long time. Uh, but 
what makes them different, uh, what ideas I have as a designer could tweak something different uh, in the genre without going too far astray. I mean, there are some people, you know, the audiences have a certain expectation for every genre they have. It mean, doesn't mean you have to do a cookie cutter design, but it do have some uh, expectations. So some of that need, you need to make sure you pay attention to, but at the same time, you want to afford to be, be afford the opportunity to, you know, tweak it a little bit. So it's different enough uh, and that you're also not repeating yourself or you're not, re- or you're not copying something because in, in this age of, uh, you know, photo royalties, free photos where, where everyone's buying photos for book covers, you don't want to do the same cover that somebody else has done. And that can happen a lot. So you want to, you just don't want to plaster a, a, a piece of uh, photography or art on a cover thinking that it will suffice when, you know, that's possibly been used before. Mm-hmm. So it, it does take a little work out there, and, and it always amazes me. Now, sometimes authors think that, oh, I can't use this title, and um, and they'd always they'd always been married to this title, having this title, and truth be told, that titles aren't copyrightable. There, there are books. There's a gazillion books with the same title out there. It's the content mm-hmm. within. That's what's the copyrighted right. part. So that I, I don't want to discourage people from uh, going away from a title. If if this is the title they've always had, it was in their vision, it was in their game plan, and all that. But we want to make sure that your book is really different uh, from that. So sure. there is no yeah. confusion mixed up. I mean, what do you have to add to that? Well, not only that, on the opposite end of that is if you've got a book that you've had, it's your flagship book or it's your only book, and it's languished in sales or whatever, and you know something's wrong, don't be afraid to change the title or tweak the title and tweak the subtitle uh, and tweak the artwork, too. Uh, there's mm-hmm. no reason not to do that today. I think that it, it reaps rewards for people to do that because it's – you're not, it's not as if you're reselling it to the audience that already bought it. You're enticing a brand new audience to look at your book, uh, and that could open up a lot of doors for sales. So I think you just need to, you really need to be honest with how the book has gone uh, in terms of sales, and if it's just dead in the water, then you, you rescue the book. You know, you refurbish it in many ways, whether it's text. Uh, titles, you know, subtitle and or artwork. Which would make a huge difference. <laughs> from, it, from, it, really, it really can. It, yes. It's breathing, new life into, it's breathing new life into your book. So it's, uh, don't, don't discount doing that. You're not married, not married to all of that. You can, you can tweak it a little bit and mm-hmm. uh, it could be, it could reap big rewards. So, yeah. All right. So when, you know, I love, I always love to use the word repurpose. Um, when, when is the point that an author, uh, let's say the book, you went through all the work, you thought you had the perfect cover and it just doesn't click. I mean, you shared earlier in the show that one of the most common questions you get, is there any guarantees that, that this cover is going to sell books? Um, so there's a lot of reason why books don't sell. And it could be just the author isn't doing any work to support it. That would probably be the most common, Derry. But sometimes 
they misdirected and their audience is something different than what they really thought. And it, and whatever is the design isn't connecting or that, or, you know, help me out here. What do you think? That's true. You're exactly right. And that's happened with me several times where uh, the book has been uh, design laid out and uh, uh, it was vetted then after the book, after it was bit, after it was produced and published, uh, they've gotten, say, you know, some proofs from the printer and they brought it out to their focus groups, and all of a sudden it was just thumbs down on everything. You know, we don't like the cover. We don't like what this doesn't mean it has anything to do with the book you've done. So uh, for me as a designer, uh, you know, I was back to square one possibly, but those critiques are important. Some of that stuff should have been addressed earlier on, I think, for some occasions. But I think for the most part, I don't – I mean, I've, I've, that's happened to me enough where uh, – where I've been surprised myself by the the reaction on some covers, but with, with the information that I get from the author, that's what I have to work with. So sometimes you're right. You're exactly right. It's just not you're, you're mistaken your, your goal of the book or you're mistaken your audience. And then you need to tweak that. And then subsequently, you know, when we do that, um, it changes things everything all the way around. So yeah, it can be done. I don't worry too much about that as a designer anymore because it's, I think in this age, uh, feedback's pretty quick, quick these days. So you, uh, if you need to make a change and you need to uh, fix something, if it's wrong or just not the right direction, you should be able to do that. Especially, especially since the investment is so large with uh, the entire publishing project, you know, you need to get that right. Which is essential. From the get-go, it's just absolutely essential. Mm -hmm. and, and if you don't do it, you're in huge trouble, <laughs> real <laughs> real trouble. And we've actually seen books, for example, totally change the title, the cover, and everything else, and all of a sudden it hooks and it connects. So I think that's that's important to do in that process. Yeah, yeah. All right. A so, refresh is good, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing, you know, it's, it's like a new dress or, you know, a, a new hairdo or a new pair of shoes. I'm thinking for women. All right, Nick, it could be, what's your thing? New fishing rod. Where you go? A new car. Um, it just, yeah, or, you know, you just mowed, your, you mowed the lawn and people are noticing the front of your house because you painted it. So there you go. Well, there, okay, speak for yourself <laughs> on that. All right, so Nick, any in our last minute, any closing thoughts you want to share? Uh, I think it, since I come back to the first point, this is a very competitive industry right now. It's not uh, it's not for the faint of heart. Uh, so you do need to you just need me to know that uh, there are professionals out there that do this, do it all the time. And they do it with conviction and, uh, you know, trust in, trust in their judgment. Doesn't mean you have to listen to them or agree with them 100%, but take that into fact in, in, into uh, account when you're dealing with a, any professional person in, in publishing, whether it's a book designer or an editor or even a printer. So uh, just don't lose heart with this because it is a team effort and the ones that have the most success have the teams that are really uh, invested in um, making your your product the best it can be. And and with that, that's a perfect close. You want your book to be the best it can be because it'll make you look 
really good. And, and that does make a difference. Dick Zellinger, thank you so much for being with us again. Thank you, Judith. I love it. Thank you. All right. Everyone, we'll be with you next week. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. In the meanwhile, you keep on writing and do publish. Thank you for being a part of Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles.